encourage somebody near you, love on somebody near you. Amen. As you return to your seat today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is doing his profound personal work today. I'm going to try to preach this, Rev Dev. I'm going to try to, but can I get a witness that you serve a personal God? A, a personal God. Come on, I know most religions of this world worship a deity that is distant and obscure and unobtainable and unreachable, but how many know they serve a personal present right now? Here he is. Whew. The Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen. Anybody want me to preach or you just want me to prophesy? Do you want me to be obedient to God this year or do you want me just to go through the routine and the motions of what's expected? I'm waiting for you. I'm, I'm looking for audience participation here. Come on, Pastor. I got, I got a game to watch. Come on. I got, I got some fantasy points to win. Let's go. Are you ready for something more? Are you ready for something more? Something deeper? Something more personal? Something more powerful? more more poke somebody and just tell them there's more maybe they didn't know poke them and tell them there's more there's more 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 if you're wondering why i'm wearing this goofy shirt at the beginning of uh 2023 it's prophetic it's 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 both a prophetic for what's to come and it's revelation for those of you who are ignorant that's what this is right here if you, were, if you weren't raised in the 80s and 90s, I can understand why you, you, you don't get this. I can understand why, why you, you're, you're fans of Big Baby James. I get it. Okay, I understand. He's not my king. I've got a king. He's on the throne forever. Hello? And I'm not trying to downplay anything here. I'm just, I'm just simply saying there's a reason why I'm wearing this. Because when, when we were talking about what are we going to minister at the first part of the year, I felt the, I felt the Lord drop this in my spirit back in September, and I was like, I can't do that, Lord. Come on. That's just silly. People are going to get so upset with me because they know my position. Who's the goat? They, they know my position, Lord. But I thought the Lord tell me, no, no, let's not a, a, anoint a ball player. Let's anoint their entire year. Let's call it the year of the goat. Someone say, this is my goat year. This is my goat year. Goat is an acronym for the greatest of all time why not prophesy to this year and declare this is my goat year i've had some good ones i've had some great ones why not say 23 will be the greatest of all time why not because it, it, those of you who follow sports and and those of you who who know sports you understand how this usually comes up in debates right the 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 heated argument is always always comes down to this who is the goat who is the greatest of all time so i'm gonna you go and decide a couple things ella give me that first slide i'll let you i'll let you decide some first some first things right there's a reason why a certain so-and-so wears the same number as a certain so-and-so right because he knows who the goat is well come on somebody i don't have to preach on this too long 
And again, I understand your ignorance if you were born any time after, you know, 2003. I get that, okay? I understand where you're coming from. But you decide who is the greatest of all time. I've already made my choice. Hello, somebody. Amen. Move on. Give me the next one. Give me the next one. This might be a little more obscure for some of you, but, but this needs to be updated in today's terms because any Shohei fans in the house, Shohei Otani, okay? Who, do, who really knows at this point in time? But, but here's the debate. Who's the, who's the greatest of all time? Give me the next one, Ella. Give me the next one. Give me the next one. The, the, the greatest of all time. I, I know this is, this is still up for debate in terms of, yeah, yeah, yeah. not even on the screen, right? Where's Jerry Rice, right? Hello, somebody. Hello. The, the greatest. Right, give me the next one, Ella. Give me the next one. Who's, who's the greatest? Who is the GOAT? Come on, somebody. I know somebody's about to lose their salvation right now. Hello, I can, I can already sense it. It's already happening. There's a war happening within your spirit right now. Oh, Lord. You're trying to say it's a tie. I look at that. Oh, my Lord. He, he, oh, Jesus. All right, I got you. Next one. Give me the next one. Oh, Lord Jesus. Come on. What is wrong with some of you? Hello. The greatest of all time. When people come to me and say they've never seen Star Wars, I just want to fill them with the Holy Ghost. Come here. You've been missing out. Come here. Give me, give me the next one. Give me the next one. What's the, who's the greatest of all time? Who's the greatest? Who's the greatest? Of, come on. What's the greatest of all time? You say Adidas says you're wearing all Nike, right? Come on. Hello. Well, give me the next one. Ellie. Who's the greatest of all time? Well, who, who, the greatest, the goat, the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Some of you are getting mad right now because you're like, wait, pastor, you're missing someone. Give it to him, Ellie. Who, who are we missing? There we go. That's what we're missing, right? Messy and a goat, yeah. The greatest of all time. Here's, here's basically what my effort is in this series. As much as God will allow me to preach this, my effort is this. I want to present you with something more than just a plan to pursue greatness. Let me define greatness, okay? Because I believe many of you, you, what you've been doing is you've been wearing yourself out, striving for this unattainable thing called greatness, Here's what greatness is. Greatness is that it kind of equates to that vague, unrealistic aspiration of doing better, but it will never actually work in your real life. You, you think of people like, like Michael. Michael's the, the greatest of all time, and so I'm, I'm going like, to be like Mike, but, but unfortunately, I can't attain that. I can't reach that level of greatness. Trust me, y'all, I tried. I tried out for my eighth grade basketball team, and I made the B squad. Hello. And I realized that level of, of, of greatness is not obtainable. It's not attainable for someone like me. And I tried. And I, and I, and I, literally, I grasped and I was striving. But this kind of greatness is unattainable. And some of you, you, you've gone the exact opposite. Instead of just striving for greatness, you've done the exact opposite. You know what you've done? You just prefer to settle for a place called good enough. Woo. Help me, Lord. Here's what good enough is. It's just living life marked by mediocrity, being stuck in spiritual survival mode, and truly being just controlled by your own complacency. Oh, Lord. It's eight days into the year, and how many have already abandoned your resolutions? Don't raise your hands. Come on. I'm, 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 st I'm stuck in a life of just good enough. And here's the problem. Good enough leaves you stuck in stagnation. Wow. Striving and grappling for greatness leaves you in a place of endless frustration. So I've got a third option for you today. 
instead of striving for greatness, instead of settling for good enough, try this option. Something called greater. It's something called greater. A place called greater. This life-altering understanding that God is ready to accomplish a kind of greatness in my life. Check this out. That is entirely out of human reach. How do I get to greater? By getting to God. This is how we get the greater God has for our lives. And I need to know, does anybody believe that God has greater for you in 2023 than he had for you in 2022? Somebody lift up a hand in faith and just say, God, I believe for greater, greater love, greater grace, greater peace, greater provision, greater power. I'm believing God even for some of you for greater purpose this year in Jesus' name. Let all God's people say amen. Amen. So let me focus on this, on this word great, greater. Because the word great in scripture is not just a good word. The word great is a God word. Think about how the psalmist said in Psalms 48 verse 1, he says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Here's the revelation. The psalmist is saying that your praise should be a reflection of your revelation of the greatness of God. I'll say it again. Your praise must be a reflection of your revelation of the greatness of God. What what do I mean by that? Here's what I mean. Your level of praise reveals your level of perception. It's getting really quiet some pastor. It's the first Sunday of the year. Where are y'all at? I said your level of praise, what it does is it reveals your level of perception. The reason you have small praise is because you perceive him as a small God. The reason you have mediocre praise, mediocre praise is because you perceive him as a mediocre. Oh my God, you're already falling asleep on me. The, the reason you have good praise is because you perceive him as a great God. But I need to know, is there anybody in this room that has been through so much and what you've come to experience and recognize is the reason why I give him great praise is because I've caught the revelation. He is a great God. Great is the Lord. Somebody let your praise reflect your perception today. I dare you to put your hands together and don't do it for me and don't do it for hype. Do it because you perceive him as a great God. And so you're level of praise reveals your level of perception great is the lord and greatly to be praised not only is this this word great used in scripture to describe god great is actually the word that god uses to describe those who will be willing to obey him go with me to genesis chapter 12 real quick the lord says to a man named abram and eventually he renames him to abraham So he says to Abraham, he says, leave your native country. Okay, this is a command. Leave it all behind. Your relatives, your father's family. And then go into the land that I am going to show you. And I, check this out. Here it is. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make, here it is, your name great. So that you will be a blessing. So here God is telling Abraham, he's like, Abraham, I'm going to make you great, but I'm not going to make you great so you can shine. I'm going to make you great so that my name will be great everywhere you go. Here's what I'm trying to tell you today. If you want to take notes, write this down. God will elevate you in order to educate through you. Okay? 
I worked at the post office for 12 years. And I worked around people that didn't know God, but they knew me. Okay? And what God does, I love this about God, is he always introduces himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac. And see, they don't know me yet, but they know you. And they're going to get to know who I am through you. I want to say to you today, he's going to make your name great. And maybe they don't know him yet, but they know your name. And eventually they're going to know that he is the God of Jamin. He is the God of Jessica. He is the God of Brenda. He is the God of Kenny. He is the God of Dylan. He is the God of Bethel. He is the God of, he's making my name great so that his great name will be known everywhere that I go. Anybody else ready to fully submit to God in 2023 so that that God can use your life as evidence of his greatness. Write this down as well. If you're taking notes, write this down. God didn't give me his anointing so that I could be average. I said, God didn't give me his anointing so that I could be average. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, you've read your Bible. How many average people opened the eyes of the blind? How many average people cast out demons? How many average people lay their hands on the sick and see them recover? Average people do not make disciples everywhere that they go. There's a reason why we refer to it as the Great Commission, because it isn't for average people. There's something about this commission that average people can't see. And I tell you this about my Savior, there's nothing average about him, because he said in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. There's nothing average about my God. He has all authority over everything that has been warned against your life. You you need to know who has the authority over the top of those things. I need somebody to take a moment and just say, thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord, because I'm done embracing average. I am chasing after the greater things. The anointing that God has for my life in 2023. I feel like the Holy Spirit is trying to challenge us this year. And I say this carefully. The greatness that we talk about in Scripture, the greater that we talk about in Scripture, greatness, all it really is, is stewardship. It's just stewardship. What do I mean? God has deposited something in you. And if I, if I really want to live a greater life this year, I've just got to steward what God has given me. Wow. Pastor Olga, I, I realize I'm dealing with a, a generation doesn't understand probably almost in, in the slightest what it means to steward. I'm going to use the B word here. Ready? Budget. Oh, Lord. Say what, Pastor? I think he just said something dirty. Budget. Greater means being a greater steward of what God has given me. My biblical understanding of greatness is more than just managing my possessions, though. My biblical understanding of greatness is beginning to maximize my God-given potential. You remember the story in Matthew 25 where Jesus lays out this parable about the kingdom of heaven. He says, it can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. And he calls together his servants 
and he entrusts his possessions, his possessions, someone say it was his, belonged to the master, it was his possession. He entrusts those possessions to his servants while he was gone. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and, and to one he gave only one talent. But he divided it in proportion to their abilities. And then he left on his trip. Verse 19 says, after a long time, their master returned from his trip and he called them, check this out now, to give an account of how they used what he had given to them. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. Jesus has been gone a long time. It has been 2,000 years since he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. He has been gone a long time. But if you read this verse closely and clearly, here's what you will see. I'm sorry, I didn't realize it wasn't even on the screen. Here's what you will begin to understand. Joe, Jesus has been gone a long time. He's coming back one day. And when he comes back one day, you are going to have to give an account for everything he has given to you. Do we have verse 20? Thank you. Verse 20 says this. The servant who had received the five talents came and presented five more. He said, Master, you entrusted me with five talents. Look at what I've done. I gained five more. The servant who had two talents came and said, Master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. Finally, the servant who had received just one talent came and said, what had happened was. And then he starts making these excuses. You're a hard man. And, and, and you, you reap what you don't sow. And, and, and you gather what isn't yours. And he starts making these excuses. But in the end, here's what he says. Verse 25. I was afraid. And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. He was saying, look, I didn't want to lose it. So I started to live protectively instead of living purposefully. I want to speak to somebody who's been living protectively for far too long. As you keep living protectively, you're missing out on living purposefully. There's a greater purpose that God has for your life. And while you're busy protecting your feelings and protecting your ego and protecting your insecurities, you have buried your purpose that God has given to you. And God is saying to somebody today, after years, I didn't give you what I gave you so you could conceal it. I gave it to you so that you could capitalize on it. And he says to this servant, who took what God had given him and buried it. And he says this to him. Verse 26, he says, you wicked and lazy servants. Now, wait a minute, Lord. I didn't lose it. Correct. But you didn't use it either. You are wicked and lazy. And I love, watch what happens in verse 29. It's my favorite part of the whole story. He says this, to those who use well what they have been given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Do you see what I'm trying to tell you? God has given you something great, even if it's only one thing. And greatness is stewardship of what God has given to us. So if you've only got one, then steward your one. And stop wasting your time wondering why you didn't get five. Come on. Why, 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 can, 
Why, why can J.J. sing and play drums and play guitar and, and, and dance and, and, and he can preach? Why is J.J. so anointed to do all these things? And all I can do is smile. Well, thank God for your pearly white straight teeth that I ain't got. He is, why are you worried about my five? Focus on your one. Greatness is stewardship of what God has given you. Oh, my Lord. I, I'm trying to just eradicate this, this thing within Christendom that says, well, what about me? How come they get to and I don't? How come they have and I don't? L let's just be honest. I don't know why you've been dealt the hand you've been dealt in life. I don't know why my father was there and yours wasn't. I don't know why you grew up wealthy and I didn't. I, I don't know why Nadia can sing even when she's sick and you can't. I don't know why Devin is handsome and you're not. I don't know why you have what you have and why you don't have what you don't have. My point is just simply this. Whatever God has given you, God expects you to multiply. Whatever he's given to you, you multiply it. Here's the point I'm trying to make, and I, I want you to write this down. Why do I need to multiply what God has given me? Here's why. Because the indication of his greatness within you is by how you elevate those around you. I'll say it again. The indication of God's greatness within you, really, it is, we determine it by how you evaluate those around you. How you elevate those around you. Okay. Let me kind of explain what I mean. Look at verse 25. Jesus called them together and said, Matthew 20, 25, he says this, he says, you know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people. See, they, they, they want to be great. They want to be known as great. They want, they want renown. They want accolades. They want recognition. And so the rulers of this world, they lord that over their people. Look I'm the king. I'm the boss. Y'all work for some people like that, right? I'm the boss. And they lord it over you. Officials flaunt their authority over those under them. Check out verse 26. Here it is, ready? This is how I know greatness is within you. But it shall not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to become great must be your servant. Whoever wants to be great must be your servant. The next verse actually says, whoever wants to be first must become your slave. Americans don't like that word. To be honest, that history makes us cringe when we hear that word. But Jesus says, the greatness within you is determined by how you elevate those around you. Oh, you're making yourself big? You're making yourself important? You're, ma you're making it so that people can see you and notice you? Why are you looking away from me right now? Oh, shoot. Because you've misunderstood what greatness is supposed to look like. Jesus says the gr greatness is found in your lowness. In your willingness to be humble. And here's what he says in verse 28. He says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Can we just be honest? We know that Jesus is great. He, we know he's great. But look what he says about himself. He says, the reason I'm great is because I make everyone else around me better. I make them better. 
So I came to tell you, if his greatness is within you, then it must come through you for others. If there is greatness from God within you, it must come through you to help somebody else. And if that's true, then that should change everything about your life. What I mean is this. It should change the way you date people. It should change the way you break up with people. It should change the way you treat coworkers and your employees. It should tra- change the way you treat your neighbors that, that, that for some reason keep, keep you know, leaving stuff in your yard. But it's going to change the way you, you treat your, 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 your close friends and, and your acquaintances. Will you begin to get this understanding that the greatness within me is put there to make other people around me better? It's not put in me so they can recognize it and pat me on the back and say how wonderful I am. God put greatness there so that ultimately I can make you greater. Oh, good Lord Jesus. I hope you catch this revelation today. As a servant of the Most High God, I have a responsibility to everyone that I meet. You need to be better off when you leave me than when you met me. Yeah, yeah, that's my responsibility. Are you willing to become lesser so someone else can become better? Are you willing to serve so someone else can be great? When I first met some of you, you were timid. JJ, I'm just going to put you on the spot again, my guy. When I first met JJ, he was my drummer in a chapel band. And though I know he could sing a little bit, you know, sometimes, you know, he was going to that stage in life. He, great is your faithfulness. Okay? But here's what, I, here's what I noticed. The more time we spend around each other, how I first met him is not how I see him now. I'm not going to say this to my own horn, but I came here and I served. I served. And in serving others, I saw them become better. I saw them go further. You may not know this, but I taught Rev Dev how to play the piano. I sat him down and I showed him what was up. And I showed Dill how to play that bass. And guess what? Because I served them, they are now both better than I could ever hope to be. You better hear what I'm saying. You don't want people to forget who you are. You're going about it all wrong. Stop making yourself known and make yourself low. Make them better. So no matter where they go, they will never forget who you are. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you want to be great, you must be their servant. And the indication of your greatness is by how you elevate those that are around you. Are you making them better? Better. So I close with this. I believe that 2023 is meant to be your goat year. I'm going to give you four reasons why. It's your goat year because, number one, God is calling us to a greater focus. You want this to be your, your greatest year ever, greatest year of all time? Then hear what God is doing. He is calling you to a greater focus. Someone say greater focus. Greater focus. What, what do I mean by that? I, I mean selective attention. Instead of watching the people walk up that ramp over there, selective attention. You chose instead, I'm going to listen to what pastor is saying. You made that choice. You made that. It's selective. It's a greater focus. Instead of, instead of being like Zion and, and watching the World Cup while I'm preaching. Hello, somebody. It, it, it is so, it's selective attention. I am, I am making a decision towards discipline. Ooh, oh, my God. Somebody write that down. I'm making a decision towards 
discipline. I'm making a decision to disciple this life of mine. And so if I want this to be my greatest year of all time, I have to choose a greater focus. I'm making the choice. I'm deciding what not to look at this year. I'm deciding what I won't listen to this year. I'm deciding who no longer has access to my life this year. It is selective attention and I'm simply saying God is calling us to a greater focus and you might point the finger at me and make the accusation you're being too picky and I'll just say no you're wrong. I have made the decision. I'm living my life to be more purposeful. Not picky, purposeful and I choose discipline. I choose surrender. I choose to serve. I choose to give. I choose to praise. I choose to come to church. I choose to follow Christ. I'm making the decision towards discipline. Greater focus what God is calling us to. Romans 8 says it like this, to focus your mind on the human nature leads to death. But to focus our minds on the spirit leads to life and peace. Who needs greater focus this year? Amen, greater focus. Without my meds, amen, Pastor, I need greater focus. Second thing I want to tell you, because I believe this can be your goat year. Second thing is this. God is calling us to greater faith. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Grab that in your spirit. Greater faith. I watched the world this week pray, get on their knees, call out for a man. Most of them had probably never even heard of before Monday Night Football. They had no idea who he was. Unless you were a, a Pittsburgh fan, you had, you had no idea about this kid's college career. You didn't know anything about his family. But I watched people this week operate in greater faith. I came to tell you, this, the reason why it's going to be your greatest year is because of a greater faith you're going to grab a hold of. Before Jesus left, he said, literally before he died, and then before his ascension, he said this. He said in John 16, verse 7, I tell you the truth. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the helper, the advocate, the comforter, who the Holy Spirit, he cannot come to you. Now, if I was listening to Jesus say this, Jess, I'd be like, how is it better if you leave me, Jesus? Come on, somebody. How is that better if, if you go away? How, how is my life better? And he explains why. Because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will be with you. And the reason it will be better is because he will do greater things through you. I'm Jesus. I'm, I'm, in the hum, I'm in human flesh, so I can only be one place at a time. But my spirit will come and he will be within all of you all the time. It's better for him to go away so that we can have the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we can do greater. How do I know that's possible? Because look what he says in John 14. Jesus says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, the works that I have been doing, they will do even greater. Woo, someone say greater. Greater things. Why? Because I'm going back to the Father and I'm sending down my spirit so you will be able to do greater things. Now notice this verse does not say that I'm greater than Jesus. This verse tells me by faith I'm going to do greater works through Jesus. By faith. A greater level of faith God has given to you today so you can keep settling for good enough. Or you can make the decision today, I'm going to believe God for greater. Greater. Am I boring you? I feel like I'm boring people today, Pastor Rogan. I really do. 
I don't like, I don't like to be bored. I, I, I hate being bored. I'll just start doing some backflips. Maybe it'll wake you up. I don't know. And I can't do backflips. My God. Greater faith. Third thing is this. You're not going to like this next one. If it's going to be your goat year, God is calling us to a greater fight. That's what I feel like I've been doing for some of you in this service. Not just fighting for your attention. I'm fighting for your 2023. Because some of you have already surrendered eight days in. Oh, well, I guess it's going to be like last year. I guess I'm just going to give up and, and quit. And, and you need to know that God is calling us to a, a greater fight this year. Can I tell you that God's promises, J.J. was saying this earlier, his promises are yes and amen through Jesus Christ. All of his promises are yes and amen. And when God gives you a promise and it gets hard, some of you think it's permission to go ahead and give up. But I came to tell you God is calling you to a greater fight this year. Need I remind you, the only way that Joshua and the nation of Israel can obtain the promised land is when they make the decision, we're going to fight for its possession. We will will fight and when we're willing to fight this greater fight of faith we will have everything that God has promised us I know this God never promised me this fight would be easy God never promised me 23 would be easy but God did promise me it was mine and if it's mine it's worth fighting for besides all that first John 4 4 you belong to God and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world somebody put your hands together and let the enemy know I feel you fighting me I feel you resisting me but God has given me a greater fight and I will possess all of his promises this year lastly this 2023 I believe it can be your goat year because of because God is calling us to greater faithfulness. Didn't I just say that in point two? No, I said that was greater faith, to believe God for the impossible. God is calling us to greater faithfulness. This is where it all hinges. You want to see greater things? You want to do greater things? You want your greatness to elevate others? God is calling you to greater faithfulness can I just prophesy to someone's spirit right now I speak to those cycles in your life you spiritually have been the nation of Israel you're following God you're doing God commands and things are going good and then you start to drift some and before you know it, you're actually serving other gods serving your own desires and you get stuck in the cycle and then when you get to that point in that cycle where you've been you're so far from God all hell begins to break loose in your life and, and all your enemies are touching everything that belongs to you and, and the next thing you know I'm, I feel so discouraged and so defeated and so despondent and then I come to my senses and I start to call upon the name of the Lord again and, and then I get to that place where I'm, I'm feeling the Lord pulling me out and it's a struggle and, it, and it's painful but, but I'm feeling deliverance coming and, and instead of being stuck in my lies and stuck in my, my, my deceit and stuck in my addiction I, God is setting me free hallelujah and then I get to that point again where God is good. Can I break this thing right about here? Come on, can I prophesy to your spirit? Can I break the cycle of inconsistency in someone's life today? Throw up your hands if this is you right now, just for a moment. 
I break the cycle of selfishness in your life. I break the cycle uh, of literally inconsistency in your life. I pray that you live in this point and this revelation. God is good and he is deserving. He is worthy of your all. God, I thank you today. You're breaking the cycle of sin and selfishness in our lives. And I prophesy this. God is going to give somebody the ability to be faithful. He's going to give you the grace to be faithful. Listen to me. If you are faithful over few, you will be ruler over much. Come on, somebody, whoever this is for. I'm believing for the grace for greater faithfulness. Greater faithfulness. I want to leave you with this last verse. Matthew 25 of all verses, verse 23. It says it like this. Well done, my good and faithful servants. You were faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. I prophesy to somebody today, your faithfulness is just a seed. But God's going to take that seed of faithfulness and God's going to produce a harvest in your life. Somebody read up high and say, God, give me greater grace for greater faithfulness. I want to be greater. I want to see greater. I want to have greater. I want 23 to be my greatest year of all time. But I need greater focus. I need greater faith. I need a greater fight in my spirit. And more than anything, I hear your call, Lord, to greater faithfulness in my life. Pastor Olga was telling me at the end of 2022, she said, I feel like 23 is going to be the year of yes. I feel a yes in my spirits. I don't know who this is for, but God has been telling you for a while, this is your year of yes. Somebody throw up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. I hear you saying yes. I hear God saying yes. What you've been praying for, what you've been begging for, what you've been pleading for, God is saying yes. But I'm not stopping there. It's the year of yes because God is calling you to stop resisting him and stop denying him and stop living for your own desires and God is saying to you today this is your year of yes I hear the psalmist say I'll say yes Lord yes to your will and to your way I'll say yes Lord yes I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be Yes, Lord, yes. Somebody tell God, yes, yes. Greater faithfulness for my life. Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen and amen.